0: We welcome in uh, the man who runs the Wellington Phoenix and doing a great job of it. Probably as well. the
1: easiest job at the moment, and it? it must be pretty <laughs> comfortable sitting in that
0: seat right now. Nihal, David Dome. How are you?
1: Hey,
2: Ricardo, good mate. How are he? you?
0: Hey, come on, mate. Look, you, have you got your
1: feet up? You got your coffee in your in your right hand, getting comfortable because it must be a pretty nice job when you've got a team like the Wellington Phoenix. For lying like they are at the moment.
2: Yeah, look, it makes it a lot easier in some respects. Some stuff never <laughs> changes, like as you know, we're always trying to get money in the door, which is when mm. the new professional sports code. But um, no, when the team's playing well and like outstanding in terms of what they're developing, and and you know the, mm. the kids that are coming through and doing the job for us is. You know, it's just big as belief to be honest. I mean, we didn't. We at the start of the season, we kind of thought, yeah, I think we'll go well. we will always be in finals contention. That's where we position ourselves. But to be top of the table by five points, and at the weekend, seven first start players are out, and we are playing uh, five or six kids starting for us. It's um, the job chief is doing is, is unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and that paints a, a nice picture of the pathways, the academies that Wellington Phoenix have got. At their foal mates, um, can you tell dive into the the academy and and the ability to to go to the academy players or the younger players and their ability to step up and play in first grade?
2: Yeah, look, we we invested a lot of money into the, into the academy. We understood or realised it was the way that the, the future of the club was going to go. Um, you know, I was down at the induction day two weeks ago, and we, when we go through everything that we do, you know, we've got we've invested a lot of money in technology. We've got a, uh, a psych, a permanent psych in there. We've got two chaplains in there. We've got physios, permanent physios, permanent strength and conditioning coaches. I mean, it's the best set-up academy in the league, bar none. I, can, mm. you know, I know that for a fact. I've had a look at the other clubs, what they're doing. No one's doing it to the same depth and level that we're doing it. And then you look at the top end with the two teams, the, you know, our, essentially what our reserve teams are or our first teams in the reserves in the academy. I mean, they train with the first team. So that's why you've seen these players come yeah. through. And it's been a seamless integration because Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday, they're actually up with the first team in training with them. And then when they've been called on to play in the first team, they're ready to go. So, and it's, it's a seamless transition. We're signing, we're signing so many of these kids. Mm. And the, the strategy now is to have, we're trying to get to that stage and we're building up to it, to have 16 players on scholarships. And that's the that's the transition from an amateur player to a professional player. We put them on scholarships before they go to youth ones, youth contracts. And that's the transition. And if we have 16 players, in that space, it just means that the funnel was so large, and these kids can concentrate on, um, um, concentrate on their football, because we also believe in the education. So we've, we've got an AUT. not many people know this, but we actually run an AUT program through our academy. so kids can do a diploma and a degree in sport rec while they're st- and study while they're, they're playing football, so they can concentrate on both at the same time. And not too many people are doing that.
0: You talked about the funnel, David, and 16 players on those scholarships. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, it is a business. So if you're putting 16 players on a scholarship, how many of those are you projecting are going to end up playing first-team football for the Phoenix?
2: Oh, look, at least 50%, if not more. So so we've got a, a pretty sound strategy about how many minutes these kids have to play, both in the academy and then in the transition and then in through to the first team. And we fully expect that over time we'd be be at least doing fifty percent of those going through, but if they're not playing for us. Uh, we fully expect them to go to either the United States on a scholarship or to other clubs around the world. And, you know, we, we did that thing with Tangent with, uh, Tita yesterday. We announced that. We're we're currently underway on a couple more MOUs or agreements with a couple of other clubs in Europe, which, you know, all things being considered, we should announce in the next couple of weeks. And these are pathways for players. So necessarily, if they don't come to us, we'll find other spots for them. Like I say, whether that's into the United States on scholarship, we've got Willem Ibbins, who used to be in our academy a couple of years ago, is at Harvard University on a full scholarship. And we've got other kids all around the United States on scholarships who've come through the academy. We didn't think they were quite right for us, but it made a sense to put them in transit, in, into another process or another another career path into the United States. So, And now we want to open up the pathways to go into Europe through these other uh, um, associations or potentially into China. So, look, we're, we're fully into the development of the youth players and we're looking at different o- options and channels just to make sure that we cover all the bases
0: for them. Now, you mentioned uh, Tianjin uh, Tiger. I think it's Tianjin Tigers is a sister city friendship that was uh, signed yesterday. Uh, you have going to have a game every season against them, um, alternate here or, or in China. Um, and you've talked about, Working out some memorandums of understanding with other clubs in Europe. Is this a reaction to what's coming in Auckland, given the way that Bill Foley set up his with Bournemouth and Lorient and Hibernian, etc.?
2: Not, not really. It was always our sort of plan was the strategy. You always had to have these linkages, and we've had mostly informal linkages with other clubs around the world to date. And as we've sort of grown out the academy, and we've got more and more kids coming through it, both boys and girls. We, you know, it became clear that we needed to find other channels to for them besides, you know, the Wellington Phoenix First team. So we thought, well, we can do it informally or we could do it more formally with MOUs. And so started exploring, you know, being part of a, a FIFA course over the last about 18 months. We meet a lot of clubs from all around the world. And uh, just the connections you make have been really, really useful. And so as part of that. You know, I've got partners, you know, started up you know, friendships, real football friendships for a number of clubs around the world. And then it sort of just morphed into, well, why don't we make this something more formal into the MOU? And uh, yeah, it's good for both ways. It's not just our players going there, but I'm also keen to make sure we keep it the, the leading edge of player development. So have the air coaches come down to Wellington? You know, we've got, like I say, a world-class academy development system. And our yes, the Alpha the High Performance Unit, is, is unbelievable. And so... Most of the... I've brought people from all around the world down to NGT Series to have a look at it, and they're astounded by it, including people from FIFA. Um, and so people are now looking at us going, actually, that's not a bad alternative. <laughs> you know, go down to New Zealand, train down there, and maybe bring some teams down and play some games and start NGT Series.
1: Well, I think some teams in New Zealand are uh, starting to take notice too. Maybe a, an All Blacks outfit that... Uh, love to be based in those fantastic facilities there, David. Hey, uh, success brings, provides opportunity. And now you're having with the recent run of success on the field, has there been a lot of opportunities commercially from partners that want to be a part of the Wellington Phoenix? Have you had noticed a shift in that? We we've we've always had we've always been lucky in that we've had a number of really good blue chip
2: partners. If you look at our front of shirt, you know, Spark and Oppo, mm. these are you know significant international companies and sparks are the largest telco in new zealand you know in our history we've had sony and, and huawei and we've got really good yep. suite of partners now um you know chemist warehouse is massive we have got gaisley down here in wellington is our, our automotive partner No really we have oh, really, miles, really really eh? good partners <laughs> oh miles is fantastic i mean what a supporter of local sport miles gaisley is uh, down here in yep. this part of the world and you know, him and his team have been fantastic. <laughs> every time we bring in a player, like we bring in Houston Sellers from Costa Rica, and of course, when you bring in a foreign player, you can't expect him to buy a car, which he's here for three months. So we, <laughs> every time he we, we comes down, I've got to ring up Aaron, who's one of Miles' um, offside and say, Oh, Aaron, mate, we need another car. <laughs> We've got another player coming in What can you do? And, you know, they're just so good and so accommodating. And, and it's little things like that which make a huge difference mm. for these players. And Euston like, came on on, Monday, uh, on Sunday night against MacArthur, and he looked like he'd been here for like six months or, or a year, he just played mm-hmm. so well and a lot of that is the good work that you know Gilly, Sean Gill does as a f- director of football and getting the players settled very quickly and that includes things like, you know, we sort out of his accommodation, his family's on his way so we sort out a house, sort out a car and all that sort of stuff but yeah, so the corporate partners are, are really important to us and we're, we're pretty lucky, It's uh, we're always uh, mm-hmm. we're always looking for more, there's always spots and especially in the academy there's plenty of opportunities commercial opportunities in there and um, yeah, we, we're ticking away like that but you know, as a general rule, we're, we're pretty good in that space but like i said it's it's it's, a, it's for us it's like it's continuing to build that that community um partnerships to make sure we've got plenty of people coming to the games which to me seems to be the big upside of the moment you know we had what uh 12, 000 for the uh mariners game on waitangi and that was that was a good crowd for us and that was a nice little made a little bit of money on that game when normally we would lose money but we're looking at eden park on the 16th of march and Pre sales are excellent for that. That you know, we've almost sold out of gold seats already. Auckland for some reason likes its gold seats, so we set up pretty quick. Um, but that could potentially be a twenty thousand crowd at Eden Park and you know, against Sydney FC and um, the return of Ufak Tali, that could be a massive game for us.
1: What can you tell uh, – oh, mate, love it that the Wellington Phoenix are, are spreading their wings and we saw their success from the NRL when they come – or the Warriors, in fact, when they come to Christchurch, sold out the stadium here. So w- with the momentum that you're creating, I'm sure you're going to sell out plenty around the, the country. But scholarships, you spoke about that. I asked you about the contract for Chiefie for uh, oh, right. Italiano, the, the head coach, mate. So I read an article that he potentially wants to go pursue a job in, in law. I'm like, mate, you do not go need to go pursue a job in law. You are fine and settled there at Wellington Phoenix. What's what's the go there?
2: Yeah, see, so he, he's got a couple of years. He's got at least another year on his contract here. But you're absolutely right I mean we've been I mean we because Chiefy was Ufi's uh, assistant coach we already knew the quality yeah. of the individual when when he was with us so we thought that was a solid transition um, to appoint him to head coach but been just thrilled with how well he's gone how well he's led that team and that squad and some pretty challenging circumstances with the number of players we lost in the off season. but you know the way he's, he's put faith in the young players and the way he's coached them and brought them through it's been fantastic I agree with you I think he'd be wasted in law I think he's, he's got a real <laughs> talent for he's got a real Dallas for coaching. I mean, if you look at coaches now, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, it was hard for uh, coaches out of this part of the world. New Zealand, especially, but even in Australia. But now you look at you know Australian coaches around the world, they're they're, they're respected. You know, got Ange Postecoglou at Spurs is doing an amazing job. You, you've got you've got coaches uh, like Musket up in, in Japan. They've been in China. You know, Australian coaches are now regarded. And so I think Chiefy is an is a Australian slash New Zealand coach. I think he will he'll have an opportunity in due course. Once he's won the league with us, of course, he'll he'll be noted. <laughs> And, and hopefully he will be, um, you know, in maybe a couple of years' time after he's won the league with us, he can move on to bigger and better things in the same way as a lot of our players do. Um, and he'll go on to bigger things. But he's he's, he's got talent. Yeah, I, I can't see him going back to law, to be honest. I think he's got a real talent for, for coaching.
0: Just tell him if he needs to scratch that itch, he can be in charge of... I don't know, player contracts or something, you know, just kind of keep them, keep them, keep them happy, <laughs> keep them happy, mate. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey uh, now you've got at least one new club joining the league next season um, and we've had Brisbane, Newcastle and Perth having ownership issues. Are you confident that the league uh, and the current model sustainable and heading in the, in the right direction?
2: Oh, yeah, no, that's, I mean, we're going through a little bit of a transition from, you know, APL has now been in charge for two, two years, three years, something like that. Um, we had the cash injection from Silver Lake as well same as the rugby guys did Uh, it's just settling down now there's a new business model in place so essentially it's got a new CEO in charge of APL who's leading the league now who I actually think is very good and I think, you know, the fact that Bill Foley bought an Auckland franchise for $20 million does, you know, it is a vote of confidence. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, where it's going in the right direction, it's going in the right direction. I think Auckland will be good for the game in this country and, and for the league in general. Um, and before too long, I mean, Perth's been in, in a bit of trouble for a while. Uh, the, the previous owner ran into some issues, you know, just with cash flow, that sort of stuff. I think the new guy coming in looks solid. Um Brisbane settled down now. They've got a couple of like ex players now in charge there. They seem, uh, you know, pretty solid as well. And, and they're looking for a couple more expansions. Maybe a, a Canberra team, which would be, you know, which would be which should be decent for for Wellington in terms of a. We have an existing relationship in terms of the city with Canberra, so that could work quite nicely. Look, I think it's in a good. I think it's in a good place. And you know, football is, is definitely still growing in, in Australia and New Zealand. It's a massive opportunity because in both countries, it's a large participation sport. We have just got to activate those those, those uh, participants into, into fans for, for both us and Auckland. But, you know, I think I can't wait to see have Auckland start and have that derby in, in, in Wellington and in Auckland. And uh, <laughs> to be honest, having another team on our side um, as, we, as we sort of come up against a number of challenges that always follows, uh, you know, faces New Zealand teams in these comms, it'll be useful for us, I think.
1: David, just going to tack right here quickly just before we let you go. I, I want to ask you, do, do you feel like the Wellington-Phoenix... Are getting the coverage and respect that they're probably starting to earn or may have earned right now?
2: I think it I think it's been slow, is he, to be honest. I mean we've mm. been we're now eight, nine weeks top of the A League and mm. uh, it's happening in Wellington. There's a buzz down here. People talk about it. I mean obviously I get stopped all the time and ask questions and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, there is you know, friends of friends of friends are now asking. I met someone in, uh, the other day who said, Look, she never follows football, but she knows what's happening with the Wellington Phoenix this year. Mm. There is definitely, it's happening in Wellington. You can't get 12,000 to Sky unless uh, there's a bit of a buzz going around. It's a bit slow to take up to the uptake in other uh, other parts of the country, especially in Auckland, where the majority of the, of the sports media is. So it's good talking to you guys because it sort of helps us spread our, our wings into slightly different areas. Um, and I think it's happening down in Christchurch. I mean, we're looking at, at Christchurch for uh, games in the future, Izzy. I think Christchurch will be fantastic. I think, you know, the Warriors, you know, had a fantastic game down there at the weekend, and we're really excited about um, the Canterbury region. We get a lot of players out of Christchurch and Canterbury, so we're looking at, especially in the women's space, so we're looking at maybe have a relationship with those guys down there once Auckland comes on board. So, look, it's building. It's no doubt, and you can feel it. Um, and I think the, the, it's starting to build in, in Auckland as well, which is a big market for us as we lead into the 16th of March against Sydney at Eden Park.
0: Yeah, oh, mate, looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, should be a great game. David, thanks very much for your time this morning, mate. Um, always, thanks, guys. Always good it, yeah. to chat. Go well, and uh, best of luck uh, running into the uh, business end, eh? Yeah. yeah, thanks, boys. Cheers. Here we go, David. Done with us. Uh, the big boss man from uh, the Wellington Phoenix. Yeah, he talks well too, doesn't he? he? He's, he's, yeah. he's a good spokesman for that club. Yeah, he's a great spokesman, and
1: um, yeah, just love the conversation about the facilities there in Wellington, and a lot of teams taking notice, and and uh, you know particularly looking to use that in, in the future, and, and just kind of like the organisation as a whole, you know, starting from the grassroots right through to the first grade team, how the trans like the academy players are getting a taste of what it's like to be a fully professional player putting themselves in those pressure moments. So when they have to make that leap, it isn't a scary uh, prospect. So, mate, it was an awesome conversation uh, with David.
0: Yeah, it's interesting we talked pathways there and and what you were talking about, that academy. You know, I mean, it's obviously, Mm. it's it's still new and it's just starting to really produce. But that team that played MacArthur on the weekend, there were a bunch Mm. of injuries, right? So they had about five players out who would probably be normal starters. Eight If you include Costa Barbarousas, who who came through the system years and years ago, but eight of the starting 11 are homegrown products for that Wellington team.
1: Uh, I love that.
0: I love that. Homegrown,
1: you know, have come through the ranks, have applied their trade at club level, showing talent and pursued that talent. And I love the, the conversation in regards to the AUT. You know, like they are educating these players. You know, that is the biggest challenge for sports people at the moment is in that moment, that's where their sole focus is on being come in the best in the world at that best uh, at that period of time. But you can lose sight of that. They are setting them up for beyond the football field, and that shows the kind of nature and, and the work ethic of of an organisation. And David Dome and the Wellington Phoenix have that in news in it.
0: Yep, they're smashing it at the moment. Another big game this weekend away in Perth for the Wellington Phoenix.